everyone, this is the Trumpet of Truth. We are on episode number one of season two. Woohoo! We've got new mics, headphones, soundboards, so we do sound a little better than we have, and then we've kind of upgraded our uh, our podcast equipment, so we're excited about it. Yeah, if you guys uh, like our podcast, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. It's Trumpet of Truth Music and Ministries, and we have all of our podcasts up there on video. We also have a bunch of different shorts, too pulled from the podcast so um yeah check us out trumpet of truth music and ministries on youtube and you can listen on spotify as well yeah yep all right you want to do a table talk question to get us started yep we'll start off with an interpretation question (laughs) what does this mean to you many are the plans in a person's heart but it's the lord's purpose that prevails proverbs 19 21 yeah to me that means like your plans are something that's just going to get in the way of what's actually going to happen. <laughs> the Lord's purpose. Yeah. The Lord's purpose. Um, plans yeah. are good. Plans are good to have. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with, oh, this is my 10-year plan. But in all reality, like, God's purpose is going to prevail. No yeah, ultimately, what. no matter if your plan crumbles and falls apart, yeah, obviously that it's not God's will. So. Right. Well, and it's something that some people struggle with that they kind of if their plan doesn't happen the way they wanted it to, that they kind of lose a little bit of faith. But once they get some like retrospect and they see like, oh, I did this because of this and this and this. Oh, it makes sense. Like for instance, like your parents divorce in that time and space, you were probably like, ah, this is not what I envisioned for 12 year old little me at all. But then later on down the line, you came to live with your dad and you met me. (laughs) There's millions of things that come out of that. Yeah. Good things. Good things, right, yeah. And, yeah, it's no different. Is like when you see um, all of the fruits of the Spirit, the gifts, like mm-hmm. just because they don't come up and or they don't show up in a way that you thought they should show up doesn't mean that they're not, that's not real or that's God's will and God's, God's purpose. Right. So, I mean. Yeah, many are the things that we have in our head, but <laughs> right. Lord's purpose and plan always prevails. Yeah. For sure. Okay, that was Proverbs 19.21, if anyone wanted to go back and look at that. Our next question is, what is your favorite thing about God? Um, there's so many. There's so many. Yeah, I mean, he says his thoughts of us, his good thoughts about everyone that's ever lived are more than the, mul- the sands of the earth. So yeah. can you imagine picking up a handful of sand and each granular is a thought a good thought you have like i could pick up a handful of sand and go okay i love my wife she's got pretty eyes <laughs> her hair's really nice she's got soft skin but you'd never get through that I'd handful, of sand. handful of sand but <laughs> yeah. god all the earth yeah that's crazy but that's what's crazy. your favorite thing about god um because he's got a lot of favorite yeah, things about I, us i'd say my favorite thing from like a student standpoint mm-hmm. is just how magnificent he is yeah how powerful he is perfect and holy you know it's just it's unfathomable to think that there's such a god that can part red seas and raise people from the dead and yeah do all kinds of crazy stuff like that yeah unimaginable things right that we haven't even seen or can imagine seeing i think my favorite thing is his like love I think every time when I get like choked up in a a worship song or something like that, it's just thinking about like, how can he love me? Like, I'm so like unworthy. I'm so just human trash. You know what I mean? How can he love me? 
you know how broken you are. Right. And the fact that he has all these good things to say about you, even though you're tore from the floor. Up, beat up <laughs> we from the are. Up, yeah. You know, it's pretty crazy. His love is. We could boundless. go on this question. We could go on and on about our favorite things about God, but it's a good segue into our topic today. Yeah. We're going to talk about how God never changes. Woo. Amen. Um, so the first passage I want to read is um, out of Hebrews chapter 13, verse eight. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So for those of you that don't think that. <laughs> That's just a uh, top it off right yeah, there. It's the same. Start it off. Today, yesterday, and forever. Never changes. Uh, Malachi 3, 6. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. So Jesus doesn't change and God doesn't change. Amen. James one seventeen. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Still not changing. So, you know, and we go to Numbers twenty three nineteen. Um, basically, says that God's not a man; He doesn't lie. Um, he doesn't change His mind, mm. and everything that He has said or has spoken, He fulfills it. Yep. So I mean, everything that He's ever said and done, it's. Every prophecy has been fulfilled, yeah. and there's prophecy that will be fulfilled because he never changes. He changes not. He's forever. He's eternal. Um, so to kind of jump into what I want to talk about, the convicting part of this message is, you know, Jesus, if he can rebuke the waves and the wind in the rickety raft, <laughs> you know, why can't he do things in our life today if he doesn't change? If God can part Red Seas and he can deliver people out of Egypt, what makes you think that he can't do that today? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's tons of things. We tend to separate like the Old Testament from the New Testament from today and just be like, oh, well, that happened way back then. Like he did all these miraculous things way back when. You know, Hebrews just said that Jesus Christ doesn't change. Amen. Yeah. It's the same. You know, in Mark chapter 16, let me flip to it real quick. Right here towards the end of the book. He says, uh, 16 verse 15, I'll just probably read down to uh, 18. And I've read this before on the podcast. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, and they shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So if Jesus Christ doesn't change, he's <laughs> the same yesterday, today, and forever, yeah. then how come you know we can only read, we, we believe that uh, we shall be baptized and saved if we believeth on him, but we don't believe the rest of the, the passage in the uh -huh. context. He right. says it. These signs shall fall, and they shall cast out devils, speak with new tongues, take up serpents, nothing deadly, no deadly drink can hurt them, and they shall lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. That's big stuff. He doesn't change. So why, at what point, you know, that stuff hasn't stopped. Right. Acts chapter 2, a spirit's put out upon all flesh. You know, prophecies, dreams, visions, those things are real, you know, because, yeah. and he doesn't change. Right. You know, his his word doesn't change. He doesn't change. His spirit does not change. Yep. I don't know why at some point, I don't know, in history, we've just, either the charismatics have ruined it or just the, um, well, the, sh the showmanship of it. I think it has a lot to do with our belief 
too. You know, we haven't we haven't seen That's things true. like that because we don't believe it to happen. Like, why would God show a miracle to a skeptic? Like, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. Why would he show prophecy to a skeptic? He wouldn't. Why would he heal a skeptic? He wouldn't. Yeah, just like the woman who reached out and touched Jesus's um, raiment, his clothing, she was healed instantly. Well, right. she she was so desperate for healing, she believed that only Jesus could heal her. And she was so desperate that she was like, I know that even just touching his clothes, I will be healed. Like that takes some like big faith, big, big faith. Absolutely. So just some things that's kind of happened in our lives. You want to talk about anything that's happened to you miracle wise here? This isn't a big deal, but I'll, I'll just say something. So we was at the races last night. Um, You know, it was a pretty good night. Uh, started off second or third in my heat race took the green uh, I was running pretty good and the guy that was actually leading it he's really really fast <laughs> I raced with him before like he's really hard to hard to run with and um, not a guy that generally messes up a whole lot and we drive in there turn one on like the third lap and he just loops it and I kind of seen it coming because you know he was driving a little harder than what he should have been but he totally just yeah just yeah banana peeled it just looped it right around and then it was like i came in after the race because i ended up winning and i you know got around the guy in second and of course he spun out and ended up winning the race and i come in and and david was like man that was a good run buddy and i was like yeah god still parts red seas <laughs> he still he still makes a way yeah you know and he kind of laughed got a chuckle at that but that's you know that doesn't seem like a big deal but you know to me it is yeah I, you know i i try to see the beauty and everything see god's work his handiwork and everything mm-hmm. and it's really important because there's i mean there's tons of things that go on in our daily lives that we don't even recognize and it's important to not only recognize that and see god's hand and everything but also tell other people about it my dad is the biggest guy i know on his god stories mm-hmm. like every time he sees someone for the first time in like three months he's like oh let me tell you about this god story that happened to me yeah. like two weeks ago or whatever see like it just like the racing deal I could, you, you've seen it. I could very easily hit him, hit oh, him yeah. and wrecked and tore the heck out of my car. I did it a month ago. Yeah. Guy spun out from me, you know, nowhere to go. You're, you're wrecking. Right. But in that instance, there was a way made when there was no way. Right. Um, another thing that happened, we, um, we like to deer hunt, you know, we're, we planted a food plot of uh, soybeans, about two acres of it. Mm, mm-hmm. Six, I think seven, seven weeks ago now. So we went through a really dry spell here in Missouri. Where they really, really we dry. We didn't get any rain for like five weeks. We Even the non-Christians were crying out to God to send rain. <laughs> like that was, was really bad. <laughs> so anyways, we, we planted the, these soybeans in. We no-till drilled them. And um, we'd gotten a rain like three days before we planted. So it wasn't bad. Yeah. Planting-wise. Um, and But then, it, I mean, literally from the day we planted it, we didn't get rain for five weeks. Uh-huh. And, and the, I mean, that is crucial was, to growth. There was like maybe two rows they weren't even complete rows they were just partial of like two or three rows that, that, that sprouted up and they got like six inches tall and the deer you know came in and ate all the, the leaves off them and it was pretty well done nothing else was even sprouted yeah dug them up you know that nothing sprouted we get a rain five weeks later <laughs> and in three days we've got inch and a half two inch sprouts coming out so i call her dad i'm like you won't believe it those beans are coming up He's like, Jacob, we planted that five weeks ago. There's no way. There's no way. I'm like, they're coming up. 
And so what happens in the, and this seems really silly to people who don't understand agriculture. Yeah. So when you plant that, there's three things that happen. Well, there's more than that, but just basically the plant either gets enough, you know, water and nutrition in the soil that creates a sprout pops up, right? Or it tries to find any moisture, water it can, and it can't quite get out of the soil and it dies. It rots. Yeah. Or it doesn't get any moisture. It sits in there idle and mice and other rodents eat the grain before it can sprout. And so this generally happens. There's like a 13 to sometimes 20 days, you know, is where you can kind of have some, you can have some (laughs) grace and get lucky. Five weeks is unheard of. So when I was telling your dad this, he was just in disbelief (laughs) and, um, we kind of laughed and he goes, cause we're actually putting together a big elevated tower hunting blind too. So we can take our going to be three-year-old and maybe Riley. I doubt it because he's just one and a half, but we'll definitely take race up there. And your dad's like, wow, I guess God really wants race to see some deer (laughs) (laughs) out of that food plot. And that seems really silly because it has like, you know, no one's sick. No one needs healing. It has no like bearing on No big impact, but it's just something as silly as just plants coming up. Yeah. It's a miracle. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen. Amen. Five weeks. Five weeks. No rain, no nothing. We get a little rain and they sprout up. They didn't get eaten by rats. They didn't get choked out by other plants. Yeah. They just sat there. And then as soon as they got (laughs) rain, they came up. Yeah. It was crazy. It's a miracle. Yeah. Anyways, you got one? Yeah. Um, It was actually like the first like physical miracle that I've ever experienced. Um, And it, like Jacob's saying, like it might sound like silly to someone else because it might not seem like a big deal, but sometimes my right wrist, it'll pop out a socket just like at random times. It'll just like pop out. I don't know if it's a ligament. I don't know what it is. Jacob doesn't seem to think that it pops fully out of socket, but yeah, it doesn't <laughs> look like it's out of socket when it's out of socket. I think maybe you have a ligament that gets hung up in there or something like that. Something. And well, anyway, when that happens, I literally like, I can't move my hand. It hurts to like try and make a fist. It's like excruciating pain. Well, one night in the middle of the night, like at 1130, I rolled over on it weird and it, it popped out and it was just like excruciating pain. I was like in tears, like crying because I couldn't get it back in. And usually I can just pop it back in real quick somehow. I don't even know how I do it, but I figure out a way to get it back in. But it was like 20 minutes and I still couldn't figure it out. I was like on my phone Googling how to, <laughs> to pop your wrist and I just started crying. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm like just sawing logs asleep. Oh yeah, snoring. Have no, have no, idea, no idea this is going on. <laughs> And so I finally got to the point where I was like, I can't do this on my own. Obviously, I've tried everything that I can do. So I just stopped and I just sobbingly prayed to God, like, Lord, just heal me, heal me, heal me. And instantly I was healed. I could move it. It was perfect. It was back in place. And keep in mind, I didn't do anything. Like I just literally like put my hands open and I just said, heal me. And it healed. So I, I mean types of things that people like won't believe unless you experience it yourself but it happened it happened to me (laughs) yeah absolutely god healed me and he didn't heal me from cancer heal me from anything that was life-threatening but he healed me right yeah um i've got another story a couple (laughs) well it was last year last um we just we just want to boast in all that god has done for us recently and how he's unchanging these are just stories that confirm the message that god doesn't change he still moves in your life even if it's something really little or really 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 big Mm -hmm. like it doesn't have to like he doesn't need to raise people from the dead yeah all the time to prove 
his know, existence his power. and his power. Yeah. He doesn't need to do that. You can, like some people, and, and then like, I forget, I don't know if it was Paul, but he's blessed of those who are, who have not seen uh-huh. and yet believe. Yeah. They've not seen Jesus in the flesh. They've not seen him raise people from the dead and they believe. Yeah. Blessed are they. Yeah. Because they have a real faith. Right. It's easy to believe something when you've witnessed it. Mm-hmm. You know. Like witness Jesus. In like the witness. Flesh. Yeah, yeah. Walked with him and men, and you know was part of his ministry for three and a half years. Yeah. Well, it wasn't easy. I mean, they did get like Not beheaded. And stuff. Right. Right. Oh yeah. There were some definitely like really really tough times. I'm saying like, it would it be easier. easy to believe the message. Right. Yep. And even Jesus said, I forget which gospel it's in. He said, even if you don't believe the doctrine, believe the miracles. Yeah. Even if you don't believe my words, believe the healings. Believe the casting out of demons. Believe the the works. Right. Um, Sorry, I cut so, you off. Yeah, that's all right. So a year ago, I had a kidney stone surgery. It was a tough one. Uh, oh really, really gosh. bad. Um, it gives like me the heebie-jeebies when and, we talk yeah, about it. I, I put it off for like a year or two because <laughs> I did not want to do it. It was the one where they, they go up through you-know-what with a with a scope and get into your kidney and drag that thing out. And it's just they put you out for it. It doesn't seem like a big deal, but they leave a stent in there. And, uh, to keep like to it keep, open, yeah, the swelling so for so then shut up and create problems. To so leave a stint in there. Well, the stint, which I didn't know this, but I um, was creating a lot of blood clots. Which blood clots are normal, but I was having like an uh-huh, abnormal normal. amount of blood clots. And what had happened was, is we went to to the ER and I was in so much pain, like bad 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 pain because uh-huh. i couldn't like i think these clots were getting hung up in my ureter keep in mind riley is literally yeah, like got, three uh, weeks old yeah we've got a basically a month old child and then a year and a Two, half yeah yeah year and a half old kid and so i've got these clots that aren't passing which are like kidney stones they're humongous they're huge and they're not going through my ureter and out my you know what so um we go to the er your mom and dad can get the boys and apparently my stint had come unraveled on the kidney side and so what it was doing every time i'd twist or move or stand up or bend over or do anything it was just like scraping and creating more lacerations in where they had gone there and got that stone out and was just creating more blood clots for me so finally you know we get up there and you know they get me on some medicine and and get that thing pulled out or whatever and everything's going pretty good well, I come home and it was like a couple days later, not even, it was like a day later. Yeah. I had all like this, like pain again. Like I knew I was fixing to pass Yeah. a bunch of clots. So I'm in the shower just like letting the hot water hit me, you know, in the back and just trying to like. We never thought we just, would get over it. Like yeah, he never just, thought, I thought it would I end. thought once the stint was out, we were good. Yeah. But that was kind of just the beginning of all the pain. Yeah. It was good to get it out yeah. because, you know, it was creating a lot of problems, but. So I'm in the shower that next day and had I passed a clot that was the size of my thumb, Allie's my witness, uh-huh. it was like the most painful thing I've ever had happen to me and they just kept, it was just like getting worse and worse and I was like, I need to go back to the ER so they can do, like there's something that's got to be done. Yeah, there's something wrong here. <laughs> and so like I'm in excruciating pain, like hunched over, you know, toenails and fingernails clawing into the ground, just <laughs> you know, really, really, really bad pain. And I'm just like crying out to God, like, 
like help me give me yeah. just any kind of relief like because it was I, constant i know you're real i know you can do these things just do them i believe you can just there's nothing else yeah i don't want pain medication i don't want i know you can do this just do this for me please help me and we're on the way to the er for the second time in this whole deal we get over here there's a little house Allie's old preacher from round grove they've got three crosses in their front yard uh-huh well, we're going by, and I feel that urge that I'm fixing to pass one, so I've got to get out of the, out of the car. So I have no idea where we're at. <laughs> or I just know that we're all in the car going. I'm in pain, you know, whatever. Allie pulls over the first little place she can. I pull over. I get out. Of course, it's like, what, 2 in the morning? Yeah. I get out, and I pass this, like, whole pile of clots, Ugh. and immediately the pain is gone. And I look up, and I'm looking Past the ditch in this yard where these three crosses are. Yeah. And, you know, in that moment, I turned around and I said, well, God brought me to it and brought me through it. And here I am yeah. looking right at the cross. Yeah. You know, he still, even though I had to go through all that pain, he still reminded me that, you know, this will pass. Yeah. I'm going to help you. Yeah. And then we, we still went ahead and went to the ER, just be it not sure. Yeah. And I never had another clot pass. That was, was it. That was it. That was the last it. And that, they were like, just like monitored my vitals and stuff and looked like, oh, no, you're good. Like, yeah. And then I was fine from then on out. But, um, yeah, they just in like a really painful, painful moment. God brought me to the cross uh-huh. and showed me where all my pain and my, my burdens could be cast down. Yeah. And I think it's really important. The last two stories that we talked about healing, what did we do right before we were healed? We asked for it. Yeah. We we prayed for it and we well, told God yeah. that okay we obviously we're sorry we can't do this on our own like we've been leaning on our own strength and that mm-hmm. is the absolute worst thing we can do we have See, to lean on you and that's my trouble like when yeah. I have pain I'm you know I try to be a man's man and just tough it out yeah I mean, he won't and, even take Tylenol half yeah, the time he's just, fine like I'm fine. like right now my right knee is like really hurting but I'm not gonna <laughs> pray <laughs> I should pray to God for healing but yeah. You know, my you own, just my feel own like pride gets I'll be like, okay. I'm not going to ask him for that. You know, like I can. I he's can, got bigger issues. Right? Yeah, he's got like, there's like hunger and like homeless people. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't need him to help my knee. I I can take the pain in my knee, you know. But, but with that, it was just like I thought I was dying. But that's what, what he wants us to do. He wants us to come to him. Yeah. But I'm just saying like that's like a pride thing for me. Like I yeah. think that I can handle the pain and handle all the stuff on my own. I should just give right. my burdens to him. And even your pride. Like you need to lay even that down pride, too. Yeah. yeah. But, um. I think the key thing in there was the desperation of it. Uh-huh. You know, the desperation of your wrist, the desperation of those blood clots that I was having to pass. Yeah. So all that to be, all that to, you know, being said, we're just trying to tell you that these stories validate, validate. the message of an unchanging God. Yeah. He's um, still the same as he was in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, number <laughs> all the way to Revelation and even past. Furthermore, yeah. forevermore, he will be unchanging. Do you have any stories from like your dad? Anything? Um, maybe the, you remember the corn, the fire and the corn story? Yeah, I don't remember exactly how it goes. I couldn't tell. I kind of know a little bit. Well, my dad's a farmer. If you guys haven't gathered that by now, <laughs> he's a farmer and he, I mean, he has so many God stories. I can't even count them but one that sticks out in particular he was combining corn really hot dry summer day something yeah you combine corn like right at the beginning of september and so it's generally it's growing and getting dry through the months of july and august so it's like 
you know, by the time September rolls around, everything's really dusty and dry. So, and when you when you combine corn, it's just like crack, crack. Like it's so dry, and so yeah. it's just like ready to be just like lit on fire. Well, something happened on his combine. Uh, spark got lit or something. I thought it was a lightning strike. He was oh, trying. Was to, it lightning? I, think, I thought he was trying to get. Okay. Get there was a storm rolling, and he was trying to get everything. Yeah, cut that's up. what it was. That was that story. Yeah, a lightning struck and caught the corn on fire. That where all of his his combine was right there, his trucks were right there, plus the rest of his crap that he needed to get out. And the well, way with the stubble on fire, right? The stubble was yeah. on fire, and, and it was its working its way towards the, towards corn. the corn. But it was right by the combine and the yeah. trucks and everything, and it was working its way towards the corn. The wind was just whipping that way towards the corn, towards the corn, and so it obviously called our rural fire department. They got out there as quick as they could, and you know, obviously, my dad's a very godly man, and he just asked God save his crop and his equipment, his equipment, and everything. Yeah, wouldn't be able to afford to. To make it through. Right. You know, I think we'd had a really dry... Was that 2012? Yeah, maybe. I think it was 2012. We had a drought in 2012 where yeah. everything... The crops were pretty bad. It was just really dry. Everything was pretty pitiful as and far as the weather goes. Instantly, the wind changed. Blew the fire away from the crop. Saved his crop. Saved his combine and his trucks and everything. And the fire department got there and put it out. Like, it, unbelievable. Something that should have taken out the entire field. It being that dry, that hot, that windy... It didn't because yeah i want to say like in september when he was combining we get a lot of um cold air coming out of the north uh-huh. that's what kind of starts our fall and what i think was there was a storm that built up and we had wind blowing out of the north all day and that storm was just building and building and building and working its way towards us and then once it got to us the wind actually started blowing out of the south which is unheard of <laughs> and, and moving it the other direction yeah so god got yeah. on display but as soon as the fire was put out and the equipment was moved the wind picked up and was blowing back north. yeah out of back, the, out, out of the, the north. north yeah so the gods god stopped the wind for just that yeah, it's like he put his hand there yeah or something yeah it's crazy god it's is crazy. still the same still the same <laughs> yeah amen so do you have a song yeah in mind that you want to tie to this message for sure so our song of the week is drum roll <laughs> my god is still the same <laughs> by sanctus real this is such such a good song and i'll read you guys some of the lyrics um just ask the waves if they are stilled at the mention of his name they'll say my god is still the same ask the walls if they still fall at the mighty sound of praise they'll say my god is still the same when did he break his promise when did his kindness fail never has never will my god is still the same when did he lose his power? When did his mercy change? Never has, never will. My God is still the same. Mm. Yep. He doesn't change people. He doesn't lose his power. He doesn't break his promises. His kindness doesn't fail. His mercy never changes. Everything about God is the same. It's the same. Yep. Yep, the same God that parts Red Seas, raises people from the dead, can send plagues to buck wild places. <laughs> and pestilences oh this is the second verse is really good i just read it Go i'll ahead. read it just ask the words you prayed in desperation if they're heard they'll say my god is still the same just ask the grave if it's strong enough to keep hope in its chains they'll say god is still the same even the grave knows that it's defeated death is defeated because god is still the same he never breaks his promises he never stops moving and proving himself through miracles and works and wonders. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, got any other stories? Nope. Not right now that I can think of. I'm sure I'll think of some after. Oh, yeah, though. I'm sure. We'll have a bunch of <laughs> But them. this is a, also a challenge to you guys. Look back in the last year of your life, especially through, you know, what we call the scandemic, scandemic and everything like that. Just look, look in the last year, I challenge you, and see if you can find something that God did. I've got a story. Did. <laughs> Real quick. This is really awesome. Yeah. So I work with a guy. Um, I work at MoDOT, which is the highway department for Missouri. And there are a lot of different um, buildings in, you know, around the communities and towns. So yeah. we're kind of spread out as far as that goes. But just in Mount Vernon, about 20, how many miles is it south of us? Yeah, like 25. Yeah, so I work in Greenfield, and there's another um, building to the south of us, about 25 miles in Mount Vernon. And so we work, we coordinate with other barns, you know, like in Mount Vernon, Stockton, Bolivar, Buffalo, you know, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, there was a guy down there named Brian Jones. He got COVID, and uh, of course he, he's, you know, country boy. Yeah. Got sick and thought, oh, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll just, be fine. I'll be fine. Tough it out, you know. And um, didn't realize his oxygen level was just plummeting. And so, anyways, they found him. That like, no one could get a hold of him. They found him, and he was like just about dead in his house. And he was only like thirty-five or thirty-six years old, something like that. And took him to the hospital or whatever. And for about three months, they had him like on a ventilator. And, you know, he was like, you know, he'd been told three good. or four times, yeah, he's not going to make it. And But he just kind of kept plugging along and kept kept fighting. And his mom and dad didn't want to give up on him and yeah. just kept praying for a miracle and stuff like that. Well, fast forward. Oh, I think it was somewhere in the wintertime of last year. They pretty well said, okay, yeah, say your goodbyes. There's nothing more we can do for him. And his mom and dad, they did some research, and they found a place, a rehabilitation center, that said, oh, we'll take him. We think we can work with him. Yeah. Because, you know, he's on a breathing, eating, you know, he wasn't doing anything on his own. Uh-huh. And so they transferred him to this rehab center. When the hospital and the doctors, the professionals said, nah, he's done. Yeah. This rehab place took him. And I think in about three or four months, he was conscious and yeah you know doing everything and doing good and now he's going to come back to work in two weeks wow a year he spent like an entire year wow going through hell yeah and now you know he's fixing to come back to work when man says there is no hope god says "Uh, -uh. <laughs> yep. there don't, is hope that's why it says don't put your faith in any man let no man deceive you yeah you know ultimately god's will god's purpose be done your yeah. plan is not the plan right it, sometimes it is a line. Sometimes your plan and his plan align. Uh -huh. But more times than not, they don't. That's why we have to put our faith in him yep. and not ourselves or not other people. Because if you put your faith in you or put your faith in someone else, you or someone else is going to let you down yeah. every single time. Yep. Yep. Don't lean on our own. So anyways, praise God for, for Brian Jones. That's a miracle. Yeah. I mean, I remember Amen. we were sitting in the building and like everyone's like, yeah, you know, he's not doing too good. And I called everyone to the table. I said, well, let's just pray. Yeah. Let's pray for him. And said a big prayer. And then it was a couple of weeks. They're like, yeah, they're going to take him to the rehabilitation center and see what they can do. And then it was a couple of weeks, months from then, it was doing a lot better. And it just. Yeah, I'm sure he had know, prayers just pouring in for him. But a miracle, you know. Yep. So. For sure. Anyway. Uh, you want to close this out in prayer? 
Sure. Uh, I challenge you guys to find something that God has done for you in the last week, the last month, the last year. It kind of gives you some perspective about God's plan and um, his perfect, perfect loving hand in our life. And just really, really pay attention to the little miracles throughout your everyday life because I promise you, you'll just see see them all over the place and your faith will be increased and your relationship will go- with God will grow stronger than you ever thought it could be. All right, let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for our podcast. Thank you for all the people that are listening, Lord. I pray that this message reaches them and convicts them and helps them to find all of their miracles in their life that you have done for them and given them, Lord. Thank you for this platform that you've given us to reach people. I pray that you keep Jacob and I humble and that you help us to spread your gospel where it needs to go, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Have a good night, everybody. See ya. See ya.